welcome back to the Thousand Words Podcast, where once a week I write a thousand word essay based on two randomly generated words. Uh, the weather is getting better out here in Wisconsin and the parks are starting to open up again. Uh, that means I'm spending more and more time outside, getting a little sunburnt and getting very sweaty. But I don't mind that so much, it's better than being out in the rain. Uh, it rained a little bit this morning even, which made things more humid and even wetter than they were before. Um, this week's essay is about a few times that I was out in the rain and I was out getting wet. I call it Three Drops. The day we started our five-day, 36-mile stretch of the Superior Hiking Trail a couple hours north of Duluth, Minnesota, it was raining. Not a heavy rain, not coming down on large drops that splashed into puddles and made the trees go loud with falling water, but misty, like a light fog on rolling hills, light enough to make you wonder if it's even raining at all. And then you run your hand through your hair and it comes back soaked, and you know that it really is raining. So out came our rain gear, pants borrowed from siblings, jackets freshly washed and waterproofed, socks already a lost cause, and still without a foot on the trail. I hate the rain, usually. Those who know me know that being wet is one of life's greatest inconveniences. Before you ask, I do shower, but that's different, and usually not as inconvenient as wet underwear. But within an hour of those first steps on the SHT, we were soaked through, and it was June, so the moisture that came down didn't go away, and the humidity spiked, and we got sweaty but didn't want to take off our unbreathable rain gear because we wanted some kind of dryness for the rest of the trip. Being outside in the rain, sleeping outside in the rain, setting up tents and cooking under tarps, and being with those folks provides a comfort that is often missed by people like me who see wetness as an inconvenience. It's a sheltered point of view, if there ever was one. And it misted for two straight days, by the afternoon of the second day, with each of us saturated, knowing that we most likely weren't going to be dry completely before the end of the trip, we embraced it. And we had a good time waltzing through northern Minnesota, singing the chorus of Fleetwood Mac's Don't Stop, because we couldn't remember the verses. A couple summers later, I was working on campus in Colorado during the season of predictable afternoon storms, the time of year where Coloradans joke that they set their watches to the rain. When a storm came through that stopped everything. We knew it was coming because the weather changed and those of us outside felt the temperature drop 15 degrees. I stood in the doorway to the outdoor education building watching the clouds engulf Pikes Peak and Cheyenne Mountain, coming straight for downtown Colorado Springs. I figured it would just be a rough storm that evening and would be over before the summer folks came by the house for evening porch beers. But around 4 p.m. I was working in the basement with no windows, listening to the folks upstairs talk about how much it was raining. Damn, I thought, I'm going to get wet on my ride home. My boss poked his head down the stairs. Craig, he said, unless you want to be stuck here for a few hours, you should probably go home now. And, being the good employee I was, I packed up right away. I stepped out into a rain that hurt the top of my head. Not hail. Not yet but a rain that fell so hard and fast it felt like getting shot with an airsoft gun. I started my treacherous three-block ride home as I watched gutters flood and alleys become rivers. I could barely keep my eyes open in the pounding wet and, when I got home, wrung my shirt out on the porch before going inside to avoid getting the rugs wet. It was one of those storms where the lightning and thunder happen all at once and there's no point counting seconds because you know exactly how close the storm is. 
It's right on top. In your face, rattling windows, washing trash bins down the street. Our street flooded, the next street over flooded, two of the quads on campus flooded. I'm surprised our basement didn't flood. But then, as with all afternoon storms in Colorado, it stopped. And an hour later, the summer folks came over for porch beers, and we laughed about all the water in the streets, and watched a beautiful sunset dip behind Pike's Peak. And it wasn't until the next day I realized how bad the storm actually was. A friend spending the summer back home in Washington texted me, asking if the college was still there. Yeah, totally fine. Should it not be? I wrote back. I mean, he said, four animals at the zoo died from the hail. It was later that same summer that I first used a sports recovery drink effectively. It was after a mountain bike ride with a friend who was at the time, and I'm sure still is, in incredibly good biking shape. You should know that I'm no slouch and have a decent base level of fitness. I can bike with the best of the weekend warrior dads. So believe me when I say that I got my ass handed to me twice on that ride. Once on the way up to the top of Red Rock's open space outside Colorado Springs, where, at the top, I had to sit down and focus on not throwing up. I got dropped again on the way down when I watched my friend easily spin away from me on both the technical and flowy parts of the descent. At the bottom, I couldn't talk. I felt like the world was moving slowly, buffering the bright afternoon sun, trying to keep up with all the input and stimulation. The predominant thought in my head at the time was, the back of my neck is medium well on the stake scale. We stopped at a 7-Eleven on the drive back because we both were tired. I bought that sports drink. I don't remember which brand, but let me tell you, I had no idea those things work in some situations. I'd sweated so much and lost so much fluid that there was literally nothing left in the tank. Nothing at all. Not one drop of sweat left in my body. I know because when I got home shortly after, I stood on the porch and for the second time that summer, wrung out my shirt before going inside. My words this week were damp and start. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Thousand Words Podcast. I know it was a little different from other essays, uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Next week, I'm back to my typical style, headed into Milwaukee to tell the story of one of my favorite things in the city, a simple sign in an old building. As always, if you want to help support the show, share an episode with someone who might enjoy it. All right, we'll catch you next week.